Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to my first podcast. On this podcast, we will mainly be covering sports and politics. Probably more sports than politics, but politics intrigue me. If I see some stuff that I like, we're going to talk about it like today. I think it's going to be more politics than it is sports. Now with sports, we're going to focus on baseball today. Football, yeah, it's starting up, but there's not really anything to talk about. The Hall of Fame game started, but let's be honest, we may most of America maybe watched one quarter, if that, and then we said, oh, football's back, this is bad football, we're going to turn this off, go watch something else, that's how it happened. Now with baseball, here we are, two months left, as of yesterday's games, the Yankees, Twins, Astros. Leading their division, they won. The Braves, the Dodgers, and the Cardinals. Braves, Dodgers lost. Cardinals did not play. Now, when it comes to division security, teams I think are most likely to win their division. I think it goes Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, Twins, Braves, Cardinals. Reason I say the Cardinals is because the reason I say Cardinals last is because they've had a mediocre year. I mean, let's be honest, it's been a mediocre year. And they've got the Cubs half a game back right on there. Right on them. You never know what's gonna happen. They got some division games left. I think the Cardinals pull it out. I'm not sure. But if I, if I had to go with my gut as of right now, the Cardinals win that division. Now with the Braves. The Braves are currently six games up in their division. I think they win it. They got the Nationals and the Phillies in their division as of right now. The Nationals are six games back. The Phillies are seven. I just don't see the Braves losing. They're young. They're dumb. They might just do it, and I don't think might just. I think they will do it. I think they win the division. I don't know if they'll be no. I don't. They will not be the number one. I think they'll be the two seed. They'll play the winner. They'll play the other division winner. Dodgers will get wild card winner. They'll get, in my opinion, either the Cubs or the Cardinals. Cardinals obviously is what I'm going with. Now when we move. It's the American League. Astros, number one. The reason I say Astros, number one, is because they currently have an eight-and-a-half game lead on the Athletics. Do we really think the Athletics are going to catch the Strohs, especially with the addition of Granky? No. Now, the Yankees. The Yankees having a seven and a half game lead on the Rays. The Rays, in my opinion, aren't good enough to catch them. That's just me, but I think the Yankees win that division, and I'm gonna say with ease. I think it's safe to say with ease. Now the Twins. Twins have a three game lead on the Indians. The Indians are hot right now. They're playing really well. That's why I have them fourth on my most likely to clinch, most likely to win their division. As of current standings. Now, if the Indians stay hot, they might catch them. But I think the Twins, 
I think they hit a stride. They start hitting a lot of more. Start hitting those home runs again. They get right back in it. They win that division. I think as of right now, every team leading their division will be division leaders at the end of the year. Now, moving on to the wild card. We'll stay in the American League. The Indians are two games up on everybody in the wild card. They, I think they get the wild card. I don't think they win the division. I think they get the wild card. Now, the A's are half a game back on the Rays for the second wild card. In my opinion, it's going to be a curveball. The Rays and the Red Sox end up battling it out for that last wild card. Red Sox are four games back with two months left. In my opinion, they have a top three offense in the league. Probably a top seven. I'd say, I'd say top five to seven staff with Sale. It's not a down year, but it's Chris Sale. He'll probably he'll end up figuring it out, you would think. And you've got David Price, who's thrown really well all year. Rick Porcello, a Cy Young winner. They added Andrew Kashner, who has been okay. He hasn't been great. The thing with the Red Sox is I wanted to see them add an arm, out of the pin, or a closer. Obviously, that's an arm out of the pin, but a closer or a mid-relief guy because their bullpen hurts them, has hurt them all year long. I think they figure it out, and I think it comes down to the Rays and the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox sneak in, play the Indians, wild card. Now, in the National League, you've got Cubs and the Nationals knotted up. And you got the Phillies, Brewers behind them. Phillies one game, Brewers two. I do not think the Brewers are making the playoffs. They have Christian Yelich. They have Ryan Braun. They have Josh Hader. They have all those guys. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think it comes to the three-man race for me. It's the Cubs, the Nationals, and the Phillies. And in my opinion, I think the Phillies sneak in above the Nationals and the Cubs stay where they're at. So I think second wild card game in the NL will be the Cubs and the Phillies. That is baseball talk. All right, and we're back with politics. Now we're going to start off with everyone's favorite, AOC. She had a testimony today where her and a couple of her congresswomen went down to the border. Well, first off, let's get let's let's. Her chief of staff left. She said there's too. He said there's too much divide in the Democratic Party. He wanted to leave. So that we got that out of the way. Now, she claims that the crisis at the border is manufactured. She says that they're too cruel, and that's why it's manufactured. That it's dehumanization of the immigrants. Now, I don't believe that they are dehumanizing the immigrants. I think they are doing the necessary steps to make sure that we don't have a flood of illegal immigrants coming across the border. I have nothing against immigrants. I have absolutely nothing against immigrants. I think you should come across legally. I don't think that you should get to come across illegally and just start living the American dream. Because the American dream is coming across 
with a visa or something like that, getting your citizenship, finding a job, working, earning your paycheck, paying your taxes, and becoming a legal citizen. Now, with that said, she brought up in the conversation metering, which with a little research, I saw the metering is it's a limit to how many immigrants can request asylum at the border in one day. And if they have met that require, if they have met that quota, they are put on a wish list and sent back. And she says that they should not be sent back, that they should be allowed in. Now, for me, if they're just allowed in, that is, that could become overcrowded and not safe living conditions. Now, she says that they're not giving nutritious food. They're not giving clean water. They're having to drink out of toilet bowls. They're being, they're being talked to in a mean way. Are they being talked to in a mean way? Yes. I can believe that. Are they having to drink out of the toilet bowl? <clears throat> I don't know if I believe that. I think maybe somebody drank out of a toilet bowl and she amped that up to make it seem as if it was a whole thing. Are they giving, are they, have they been giving non-nutritious food? I can also see that happening, maybe. But I don't know if she's saying non-nutritious as in they're not getting three uh, three course meal three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, anything that they want. Maybe that's what she means because I don't just see them being given like, like here's a banana. That's all you can eat for today. Here's an apple. That's all you can eat today. That's I don't think that that is what's happening. I don't think they're being given the food up to what her standard would be as if she was the one that was running that down there. That's personally what I believe, but it's open to interpretation for anyone that supports AOC, doesn't support AOC, thinks she's a lunatic, thinks she's a genius. It's, it's completely, it's a biased thing on if you believe her or not. Now... Let's get to the Democratic presidential debate. People, the, the, the candidates came out firing at Joe Biden. And I'm assuming it's because he's the leader of all of them. He's the lead candidate as of this moment. Some people say it's Kamala Harris. I just don't see it that way. Joe Biden has the experience. He was the VP. He probably already has the presidential stamp of approval, which is a lot, to be honest with you. Now, Kamala Harris came at him for not supporting the busing that would help integrate schools from 50 years ago. Are we really worrying about an issue from 50 years ago when we have so much going on right now and stuff in the future that could come up? We're going to worry about somebody's voting record from 50 years ago. I think she is reaching for something and not getting it. I think she's trying to appeal to a certain group of people, and she's not looking smart doing it. It looks like she is trying to make a fool out of Joe, Joe Biden as, 
oh, we're all for equal rights in the Democratic Party and you voted against the law to integrate 50 years ago. That I, She's reaching and making herself look like a fool. And then Biden clapped back at her with saying she was keeping, when she was the Attorney General of California, that she was keeping nonviolent criminals behind bars because they were cheap labor. She is going, she has been on record saying that she is denying people parole because they would help fight the California wildfires. I just don't, I mean, he has a great point there. I, I, I don't have anything to say about that for her because clearly that's not good. That's not a good look for her. Now, there was a Hawaii senator named Gabbard who came at her for denying a convict on death row to use new DNA technology that might free him. It came out later that the new attorney general granted that request for the new DNA, and she supported it. So what does that say about her that when she was the attorney general, she denied it, but when somebody else got in there, she was all for it? To me, she's wishy-washy. She says something one day, goes back on the other day, and I, I just... That's not a good look for a presidential candidate. That's not a good look for a normal person in their everyday life saying one thing and saying another and then going back on what they said. That's just, that's not a good look for her. Now, Gabbard also came at her for putting over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana, even though in an interview she laughed and was very fond of memories, it seemed like, of her smoking weed in college. Now, that's just a hypocrite to say it's against the law, I'm the law, if you did it, you should be in jail for it. But if I do it, it's okay. I'm above the law. It shouldn't, I, it, the law doesn't apply to me, but it applies to you. That is a 100%, no doubt about it, hypocrite. And the debate for Kamala Harris was not good. I think Gabbard did a lot for herself in this debate, but she's not going to be the Democratic nominee. It's, In my opinion, as of right now, it's going to be Joe Biden. The only thing that could hurt Joe Biden is that he is a progressive Democrat and not a left-wing nut, which is where the party is going. And, you know, it's going that way on both sides. Trump was the craziest candidate last year. He got the nomination. In my opinion, Bernie Sanders is the craziest nominee this year. So I I think a vast majority of people will not vote for Bernie. But if he gets enough push from the DNC, then there's a chance the Democrats that Joe Biden or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Bernie Sanders is leading the Democratic ticket. And if that happens, I think it's it's. Trump walks all over him in debates. I still think polls will say Bernie is up in probably every single state, but I think he walks all over him the debates, walks all over him on election night, and if Bernie is the one that's getting pushed and he is all about big government and socialism, 
that'll bring out a lot of people that don't that didn't vote in midterms. And the people that voted for Trump will go straight ballot vote Republicans in the one back seats in the House and the Senate. So I think we could see a complete flip and the Republicans are the majority in the House, Senate, and they have the presidency. Are they still going to be able to get this stuff done? Uh, it depends on how big the majority is and if how many Republicans decide to side with Trump on some of the issues. Now, speaking of our commander-in-chief, we have Trump talk. Trump has now put sanctions on Russia for chemical weapon, weapon use. Russian agents were accused of using a banned nerve agent to carry out a failed March 2018 attack on British soil. Now, Democrats are going to make this out seem that He's buddy-buddy with Putin, uh, Vladimir Putin, and that's why he hasn't put – that's why the sanctions are just now coming out if it happened all the way in March 2018. They're going to try and spin it as if, you know, he oh, he's trying to protect – his relationship with Vladimir Putin and he, he needs him for the election this year. They're probably going to meddle in elections and he's going to collude with Russia again and all that. Now, when it comes to the collusion in Russia, <clears throat> the Mueller report was released. It, the Mueller report said basically no obstruction. He was on trial where they, Repeatedly asked him, asked him, asked him. He just kept back saying, my report is my testimony. My report is my testimony. Which of his report is his testimony. He also, he's believed there was no obstruction of justice. There was no um, meddling. There was no collusion with Russia. There was nothing. And I think that's a big win for Trump. Because Trump was saying since day one that all this was brought up. That there was no collusion. None of that. He It was a fair election. And I believe with him. Now, for our last thing on this, for on my first podcast, and it is, of course, about Donald Trump. He freed ASAP Rocky from Sweden. Now, I don't know if all of you know the whole story, but apparently he was in inhumane conditions in Sweden. Trump spoke with Kanye. Kanye said, you should help get him out. Trump did. And Trump's tweet, once ASAP Rocky was free, and I quote, was ASAP Rocky released from prison on his way home to the United States from Sweden. It was a rocky week with capital R. Get home ASAP, not as soon as possible, ASAP, ASAP with the money sign, which it's ASAP money sign Rocky. I think that's a, that's an amazing move by Trump. Uh does it have a grand effect on anything? No, of course not. It's just a tweet. But the fact that he used his name in the tweet that he freed him, I thought it was a brilliant move. It's going to get talked about. It's going to get airtime, which is all Trump is looking for. Trump is, the, is a big believer in any publicity. It's good publicity. So if the you know CNN, MSNBC... Fox News, if any of those are talking about him, it's good because he's in people's 
eyes, ears, all that. If he's getting talked about, he thinks it's a good thing, which I don't know if I completely agree with that because, I mean, I can see it for him because when you go back to the election, every time he said something like the John McCain thing or the Hollywood access tapes were released, all the big, all the big, News outlets were saying, that's a big hit, that's a big hit, that's going to kill Trump in the polls. And all he did was, was get stronger. So maybe he is immune to that stuff, and it is true for him, him specifically, that any publicity is good publicity because it just gets him out to the people. And although a majority of people don't agree with stuff, there's that one group of Trump voters, the voter for him in 2016, that no matter what he does, no matter what he says, they're going to support him and say he's completely right. And that is the that is the any publicity, good publicity stuff that is that appeals to them. They're saying, oh, if they're saying stuff bad about him, they're saying, oh, they're trying to bring him down for this upcoming election. If they're saying good about him, they're saying, see, Trump's a good person. He's a good He's a good president. He's doing this. He's doing that. So either way, they spin it in their own way. They spin it to where it looks like Trump is not at fault, which I don't agree with that. Trump does stupid stuff. Everybody does stupid stuff. And when they do stupid stuff, they should be called on it. The, hack, the Hollywood Access tapes are not a good look for him. They're not a good. Do I think it's sexual harassment or rape? No, because he said in the tape that, they let him. So if they let him, that's consent. The stuff he said about John McCain was not good because that's that's someone that his endorsement could have helped you. Now, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, he won the presidency. It didn't matter. He apologized. I'm sure it was a fake apology, but he did apologize, which is a good look in the national scheme of things. But that's not something you want to say when you're running for president where his endorsement at the time could have helped you because everyone loves John McCain and that could have really helped him but instead he went back on it and he he did it just wasn't a good look but that's just who Trump is if if negative stuff gets said about him it gets spinned by the right wing nuts that anything Trump does is amazing and it helps him some way. I don't get it, but that's the way it is for him. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to try to do maybe two podcasts a week. When football season gets started up, we'll have a lot to talk about. But that is it for me. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.